Hello, you're about to listen to an episode of our podcast, Three Chefs in a Pod. Some of our episodes have been recorded during lockdown over dodgy Wi-Fi, so some of the sound quality isn't quite what we'd wanted, but please do keep listening as they do get better. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Three Chefs in a Pod. I'm Vissana Nenden. I'm Ian Samuels. I'm Peter Pickering. Right, guys, how you all guys been? Great. Good. <laughs> and I think today with us, we've well, not I think, I know we have. He's actually on us with now on, on the pod right now. So today we've got a good friend of mine, Jason Boswell. Hello, who's guys. Been a, who's been a chef for 30 years. God, you're an old man. Oh, and and uh, you've had a great career as a chef. You've, you've worked in uh, the private world. You've worked in quite a fair few Michelin-style restaurants. You've lived in New Zealand. Uh, you've worked on private yachts. I mean, wow, you've got a serious amount of experience behind you. But the most important part of it is that you've decided to go into food photography, which you've been doing for quite a while. And I've experienced, the, you know, the pictures you've uh, taken for me as well, which have been quite pretty high end. Um, just give us a good outline why why you, you went into food photography. And also, we wanted to angle it more also towards social media how it influences social media as well the right photos but if you give us more of a background on what made you go into food photography it would be great okay yeah morning everyone um so well my background is as you said i've been a chef for 30 years went right through um college for three years did a proper chef's course left home quite early Worked all around the country in England, small country house hotels mainly. Um, Travelled the world, so um, I got quite a lot out of being a chef. Um, obviously, it paid a wage, but I also travelled, um, saw a lot of the world. Um, came back to New Zealand with um, my then girlfriend. We we then got married, so I think I was in my mid to late thirties. Thought I'd best settle down <laughs> well, bought, your mum's going to kick your ass if you bought didn't, the you house know. and all the rest of it which uh, yeah a bit of a commitment um and yeah i've um, carried on chefing i generally do private work um and fill the gaps in with event work i do high-end weddings um for various companies um but with this um it's a little bit different uh, mm. moment i mean i've i got into photography um probably nine or ten years ago um when we got married i bought my first digital camera and we went up to scotland to get married and um, we didn't have a big wedding but we had sort of a long weekend away and i wanted to take the camera um and I wasn't that happy with the shots I was getting. So when, when we got back, I decided to join a local camera club. Right. Um, and this brought my photography on a lot more. Um, and I was still enjoying the outdoors. It was all my photography in those days was getting outdoors, um, which I love anyway. Um, so it was wildlife, landscapes, that sort of thing. Um, Obviously met people at a camera club, a um, good friend of mine, Roger Marks, who lives just around the corner, really. We, we used to go out, or still do, quite a lot. Um, and then I sort of got my work 
out on social media. Um, it was all for fun. It was all hobby stuff. But then people asked, being in the chefing world, um, I started sort of playing with the phone camera while I was working. Obviously, the, the uh, cameras on the phones these days, mm. they've um, progressed a lot. So you can do a lot more on them. Um, you can have manual modes, download apps, and you, you've got a lot of um, even editing software on phones. So I was playing about with that. And then um, eventually I got the um, digital camera out and started photographing food. But again, I hadn't done anything on um, lighting because all my photography up till then was outside. So you, you had natural light, natural light, which is very different to, um, you know, flash, um, LEDs, mm. light you're putting into um, food photography. But also it must be very different to taking a photo of a flying bird or natural, you know, nature Absolutely. to taking a picture of a full of, you know, vegetables or sauces on it. So how how's, how'd you, how how do you go come from that to taking pictures? Well, the end of the food. Day, um, I'd got quite outdoor stuff. So your basic camera settings, um, you you have once you've got knowledge of the technical side of a camera, how it works, your aperture, um, your shutter speed, um, and your ISO, all those settings, you learn about whatever photography you do. Um, so that was a, a good start, really. Um, but after a while, you, I did realise um, I needed to work on the light. It was all about the lighting um, side. Would, would, would you say, in terms of learning using a DSLR camera, because I've got a DSLR camera and I just generally have it on the automatic setting and don't really know how to use it, I suppose, to its full potential. Uh -huh. did, did you learn would you say sort of joining your photography club um, yeah. that's sort of where you learn the most most of the basics about how to use a camera yeah absolutely absolutely mm. i mean it's full of old guys and a few women but i mean their knowledge is yeah. and they and they've got time you know they're sort of reaching retirement so they've got all the time in the world and you know they really know really know their stuff um, and YouTube is a great, great place to, to learn stuff. If you've got time, um, again, I've, I've said to you guys that the Americans, they're really, really up there with um, food photography. There's a lot of guys and their work is incredible. And we have we have got some here in England. There's um, Donna Cruz. I don't know if you know her. No, don't know her. It's William Reveal. He's He does uh, lessons in um, Tunbridge Wells. I mean, there's there's guys in London, you know, don't get me There's some good ones in England, but I just felt the American ones, I think they're more out there. They're more willing to help other people. Uh, but are they, when you say the, the, the style of photography, your style of photography, which I've seen, is quite raw as well, because you don't, add any different colored shades to it when you've done photography for me you've just gone with the natural shade of color on the plate and use the lights to influence that picture um but what i've seen on the on i'm not saying not all the americans but i've seen the flip side of that there are where food stylists would 
paint, you know, make make the meal, make the actual dish look something that, you know, elevate it to a point where you as a chef could not cook on that, to, yeah. to, uh, cook it to that standard, you know, not cook it to that standard, but not, could not picture it like that. So, yeah. uh, so I suppose, so, you know, how, what, what, what's the difference? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're big ad campaigns. You know, you see the, the trucks going along the motorways. They've got these great big um, pictures of food across the side of the truck. They're, I mean, they're high-res images anyway. But there's, you've got a big team. That, that's a big production um, for, the, for the images. So you've got food stylist and yeah. then you've got a prop stylist. You've got and then the photographer so that's your four four basic again you could have two food stylists depending on the size of the um image you know the set so yeah i mean you've got a lot of people when you when you talk about food stylists and even prop stylists it's another can of worms it, it's a whole more you know another career um a lot of detail these guys know know exactly what they're doing it's uh you know it's another world it really is yeah because i suppose like if you think about it, like social media is such a big thing right now and i suppose when you look at food photography or, or photography as a whole it all comes together with social media uh, and it's so important how you take pictures and and how you portray them on your on your like instagram page your facebook whatever, whatever it may be so what would you say in terms of like you know when you take pictures on Instagram? Your is it rather better to use a phone or a camera? It depends what you're after. I mean, as a uh, photographer myself, I I'm looking for less amount of posting, um, but more um, quality. Okay. I like I like I'd love to be able to put two images up a week, um, yeah. but sometimes I can't do one image a week, and I'm I'm looking through and I get sort of my old uh, natural history stuff, <laughs> my bird photography. I, I stick that on there just to keep people involved. It yeah. uh, again, you know, these um, the courses I've done um, during lockdown with the Americans. Um, part of the course is all about Instagram um you know really massive yeah wow okay and and they they because i suppose it's it's such an influential platform i mean like, have you seen i mean like i'm drawing Ian into this because i noticed when ian did his as well i've, I've been looking through ian's <laughs> been stalking ian's instagram page for quite a while and uh i've Stalker. yeah and <laughs> I, I, i've seen here your pictures you've elevated the style you've used as well and and is that through is that through the fact that you through you, uh, your phone, or have you just used a camera? I've always used um, a phone because I couldn't afford a decent camera. And right. I think with anything, I think Jason probably can let this more, more, more I can be the professional when it comes to photography. It's a case of, for me, trial and error. I'm just looking at different angles, what other chefs did. I thought, I'll try that. Then one of the main things Jason mentioned as well is trying to get that natural lighting as well, which is difficult sometimes if you're stuck in the house. Very so, like I said, for me, it's just trial and error and just, okay, if it works, it works. But I do think. Looking at now, I do think I should go on a course and make myself better if I want to compete with the top boys. That's what I believe, anyway. There's only so much you can learn from yourself. 
And do you think Instagram, do you think social media is actually pushing people to go more into uh, photography or to understand it far more better? I think if they're they're passionate about the photography itself, then yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much out there. Like I say, these... um, the people that know what they're doing, you look on their Instagram pages that they've all they've got like a style, you know, they've got their own um, their own style. A lot of them are, are quite airy and bright images. And then you've got guys doing really dark and moody images, which I love, to be fair. It's, I, mean, that, I think that's my style, the dark and moody side. So dark and moody. Yeah. Do you find yourself um, sort of critiquing a lot, critiquing a lot of the stuff you see on on Instagram? Because I know when you sort of become a chef, you and you eat out, you you tend to sort of, I guess, you, you have more of an understanding of how food's cooked, and you sort of start to critique it a bit more. That's Do you find right. the same with with photos when you see them on, on Instagram? Very much so. Um, even you, know, you get these free magazines come through the door, or you pick one up at a supermarket, and you see food um, images. And I'm I'm there. I'm looking at details, looking where the shadows are. So the opposite side of the shadows is where the light's coming from. Yeah. You know how bright that light is, how soft that light is. Um, yeah, it's not so much about the food anymore. It used to be. Yeah. <laughs> now, because it's an image, I'm looking at how they've done it. Or, you know what's wrong with it most, or could I do that? <laughs> I was going to ask you a question as well, Jason. You just mentioned, could you do it? Could you give any tips? I'm like a novice set up myself. Yeah, um, useful ones. with food photography, I mean, I mean the the main angles. Um, you probably know this anyway. Um, flat overhead. Okay. So you're looking as flat as possible down onto the food, um, which is great with if you like flat food, so pizzas. Um, a lot of produce if you're doing ingredient shots or like getting the story for a a shot before you start sort of plating so you've got your ingredients where you you start cooking uh, pots and pans anything like that overhead shots are great Um, and then if you've got something layered i.e a burger or sandwich or a stack of pancakes or something um, then it's face on okay um and then you've got sort of 45 degree angle looking down slightly if you've got something plated let's um it's just appetizing it's it's not necessarily stacked high um, okay. it's a finished dish and you want sort of minimal um propping around yeah. um so it's it's the classic shot it's 45 degree angle um so they're the main ones to think about and also with lighting um a few tips. So, generally, you want soft lighting anyway, even yeah. from wherever your um, angle is. Soft light is is the key for food photography. So, um, diffusers. I mean, a, a Visam will tell you. I I brought um, a bed sheet that okay. goes over the window, so it's diffused light. I mean, if you've got a really cloudy sky, um, you can get away with it. But if you've got a bright yeah sunny day and you you've got light coming streaming in through that window you're going to have very harsh shadows okay very bright highlights which isn't great you'd never have you'd never have the light behind you 
because you you know when you take pictures of people yeah. you want light on their faces yeah it's, it's the opposite with food you want to the side or backlit because ah. you, you need the shadows if you haven't got shadows so if, yeah. you, if you had it was like portraiture I'm, I'm talking about basic portraiture you know people yeah. in or something you want that light on their faces but it's quite flat lighting they call that quite flat lighting but it's attractive on faces because that's the part you want to see whereas food um the if you've got shadows it shows um texture um and and it brings out if you've got shadows your highlights highlights will come out um and you, you can just see levels and um the clarity of of the food you come the clarity comes out so you've got texture that's right yeah. <laughs> this week yeah that, that, that side lighting and if you want to get really technical um it's best to have it on the, the left hand side well the lighting yeah so because that's what because we read left to right yeah our brain that's that's our comfort we naturally go to that so when you see a picture that's lit from the left, it's more pleasing and it, it's more comfortable. Okay. That's strange, actually. A lot of my pictures are actually left, uh, lit from the right. Yeah. Just because that's where my window is. And my <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's slightly edgier. They, they say it's a little bit more edgy on the brain. Okay. It's fine. <clears throat> but it's, you know. It's not as pleasing or um, comfortable to, the, to say so from the left. So when you look at look at the picture, you automatically go from the left to the right. Yeah, because that's the way we read. How interesting! Do you know, I've never actually noticed that myself. I wonder if it's the same for um, for countries where they read right to left. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, the, the Arabic countries from right to left, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the Asians, they, they're down, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You don't have the answer for that one. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're, expect we're expecting you to, Jace. I'll get on to it this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so could you, could you actually make a, a, a shit plate of food look good? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I can make a nice image from that. So is it? So there is a great importance then for the food and colour classes to be correct as well. Then, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you you've got two different things going on. You, you've got the photography, the image of what you're shooting. So the whole image, you know, the feel of the image. Does it tell a story? What's it about? That's, yeah. I mean, that's photography generally. And how do you do that though? How, but how do you, how do you, how, how can you put like, so if I cook something yeah, uh, and I put on a plate, how can you bring that, that plate of food to life to that person who's going to see that picture? how do you do that? Uh, well, when you say to life, do you mean? Look, show the story, the extent of it. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, the but photography look, side. So on the photography side, yeah. Well, the photography side, it, you know, you want 
when people look at photos, you want people to look for a long time. You want people to enjoy them. Um, and that is looking at the whole scene in the image. Um, and when I say telling a story, you've got that in any genre of photography. Um, as far as food's concerned, I did a shot um, with sourdough. I had a couple of loaves um, and I included a chopping board. One of the loaves went on a chopping board. There was a carving knife, bread knife. Um, I also mixed some wheat out of a field um, to, to put it in front. So that's where the wheat comes from, the flat, you know, to make the flour. Yeah. You could put the flour. I mean, it'd be a great shop for a brand. You could yeah. put the um, bag of flour with the brand name in it. I didn't do that. I should have done. Yeah. Um, and the baskets are used, you know, the, um, yeah. the yeah. baskets. So you proven, basically bring, yeah, proven by. So you bring, so you bring a process. Yeah. And I was there. I actually got my son to press the trigger release. And I, I stood there with my apron on there. I had some flour on my hands and held the loaf. So it's that whole story. It, it's yeah. not just piece of food in front of the you know camera it's not a piece of food mm -hmm. shot it's the whole you know when you look around the image you've got things it all goes together and that's what mm -hmm. a good prop stylist will do yeah i suppose food photography has really evolved if you look at food photography what it was a bit like the way food was plated in the 80s to what it is now yeah um it, it was Food photography, I don't think, was was it quite lively then? I don't know. Was it boring to look like, at? Very basic. There was one book um, in this country. There was only one book on food photography. Now there's there's hundreds. It's right. crazy. It's just taken off. But as you say, that's probably with social media. Yeah, it is a massive thing. But also as well, us three were talking about this actually, about social media. Uh, and we, uh, we actually had an agreement on... There, there are there are stages in social media where you look at, on Instagram and uh, and maybe Facebook or Twitter when you look at the pictures, the food look phenomenal. But then again, is is that an influence of the way the food is the pictures being taken? And are these skills that these people claim to hold really true? Well, that, this this is what we were talking about, and yeah. the you know the fake of pictures, you know, faking of pictures. Yeah, that's all about your food stylist. That's, um, so you've got your prop stylist and you've got your food stylist. They're, I mean, they're magicians, absolute yeah. magicians. And they're very particular. You know, the, the photographer will talk to the food stylist before they go into the shoot. They know exactly what they're going to be doing and they know exactly how it's going to look before they take the picture. Yeah, it has to be true. like that. You know, you've got clients. Clients are paying tens of thousands of pounds for an image. If they're going on billboards, <clears throat> on billboards, they go across the world. It's um, it's big money, big money. Fake news, mate. Fake news. What it is? <laughs> it's and awful. It, say they're all. I mean, like a burger, for instance. The the pins and the the brushing of colours. Yeah. Stuff. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then you throw you throw it in the bin at the end of it. You can't eat it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to eat it. That's no, just covered in pins. <laughs> It's, it, is, it is quite bizarre, but anyway. So what do you think you end up being... What, so you've, you've started up your own business now, haven't you? 
Yeah, I'm, uh, we're just putting together, I'm still doing shots for a portfolio, um, but we've got a website coming together um, and it should be probably next month, I'd say just before Christmas, um, it should be going live. Brilliant. And, and what is that? Is, um, your, your, photo, your photo business? Yeah, photography business. So we we will offer um, lifestyle photography. So, you know, we can take people of families, children, pets, um, that sort of thing, as well as events. We could we can do a wedding between us. Um, don't really want to get into that because that's another can of worms. Yeah. Um, and ob obviously with um, my knowledge of the food photography and links to the chefing world um yeah. that's another avenue that's i think it's an advantage that you you being a chef and now going to food photography understand the start and finish of a of a, uh, a dish yeah. and can betray it far better and clearer than maybe a normal photographer well that's it i mean generally i can be my own food stylist to start up you know yeah. See how I go because I've I've done a bit of that anyway. As a chef, you're a food stylist almost. Yeah, well, some of us tried to. Some of us tried to. Ian did. Ian did. Ian did one. Yeah, did all right, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Didn't do any painting, though, did you? No, no, I left it to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, for me, it it was, it was a mind situation. It's a mind blowing situation. If anything, it makes me appreciate what they actually do. Actually, as a freestylist, because not what I thought. What I seen is completely different. I've been on LinkedIn and I've um, started linking up with um, food stylists and prop stylists, and it's yeah. you know, there's loads out there. It's yeah. it's a big community. Yeah, but even what you said as well, because when I did the food shoot as well, the prop stylist, I I couldn't believe it can make a difference to your dish. I was quite um, surprised about that. If anything, no. I think I might start using some of those techniques myself. Like you say, tell the story so you get a yeah. better picture of your dish or vision. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is fantastic. It's, it's all about where that dish comes from. You know, I mean, obviously you've got the sort of Asian cooking and different countries, so you're yeah. trying to use crockery and um, obviously the ingredients, you know, that can all be within the image. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's where we've been going wrong then. I've just been taking just bog standard pictures. Well, well yeah. this is the other thing. I mean, from a chef point of view, <laughs> you don't want to detract from the food. Food, no. Food, yeah. You know, as a restaurant, they're not going to want all the, all the props around it and all the rest of it. They just want the image of the food to go on their menu or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's client um, related what they want. I, thought, I suppose it'll be all the big companies that will choose it all really, won't it? Yeah, I mean, when when you've got images of the um, the story and it it shows another level of work, I think. Yeah, I think it's better, personally. I mean, I'm you know I'm still fairly new to it. I've got a lot I want to do. I want to do um, I'm stop motion. I, I spoke to you about that, Vis. Uh, yeah. But also movement within the image. So if you're putting on a source, I think I've done that with you, Vis. Actually. Yeah. Um, I need to do more of that, um, getting people's hands in there. So there's, um, you know, a person within the image is always adding interest. Then it doesn't it doesn't make it too clinical, I suppose, will it? 
if, yeah. you, if you if you have hands involved as well, it makes it more what well, more it's more cozier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. human element in there. And even you know the other things you start getting into drinks. You've got a lot of reflective, um, you know, glassware, very reflective. Yeah. The ice, the drinks, is very, you know, you've got scrupulous lighting to sort well, what out. Happens, what happens to the drinks after? Do you just down them or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you've got plastic ice cubes. Really? They're not very nice, yeah. yeah. Plastic <laughs> ice cubes? Yeah, I've got those. Unbelievable! There we go. It's, it's, so it's it's uh it's crazy. This is I suppose, I suppose it because of um the time it takes to take to shoot, and it's a lot of heat as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, as chefs, I mean, when you create a dish and it's and it's beautiful, you you're shouting service, aren't you? You want yeah, you want it to happen. Yeah, that's what you want the customer to see. To see, yeah. you want it bang on. You know that last bit of fine herb or whatever you put on there, it needs to be perfect that's what the photographers have got to be like as well so your food stylist um you know they're probably going to have herbs growing until that second take that image so yeah time time is key with food that's for sure all right talk hey a lot of it's cold (laughs) all the food is yeah Yeah. i can imagine yeah yeah Yeah. rarely food You've digested a lot of my cold foods, so that's fine. And you've, uh, you're still alive, so it's fine. <laughs> right. So basically, we're going to hit you with five questions that we've decided to hit you with just five questions because it's coming to, to the end of our 35, 40 minutes. So, um, what? So, guilty food, you've got to just answer yes or no, or give us a guilty food, or give us a, a straight answer. First okay. thing that comes into your comes mind. Comes into your mind, yeah. 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 Nothing dirty, of course. Uh, <laughs> gu- guilty food pleasure. Guilty food pleasure, a burger. Food hell. Food hell. 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 Um, McDonald's. <laughs> Last meal. Last meal. Um, pizza. Locational studio. How do you mean? Your photo shoot, would you do it on a location or would you pick the studio to do it in? Um, location. I need to do location. Is that because you need to? Yeah, restaurant shots and and chefy shots. You know, it's all part of food photography. It's uh, it's not just a plate of food in front. You know, people want a lot. You're explaining it. I didn't want you to explain it. That that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Most challenging photo photo shoot or most yeah photo shoot challenging or disastrous photo shoot. Um, a wedding. uh, It was food photography. I was I was doing a wedding with a chef, and he um he said, "Well, bring your camera." So I was basically cooking the food for the wedding and <laughs> taking the photos <laughs> you just can't you can't do it i've tried it so many times um ian i'll take my hat off to you man <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it you know. i'm either cooking or i'm doing photography i can't do it to a point so what happened was it total disaster it's i mean if i'm at home um you know the kids will get really nice food and one of those plates of food i can photograph but if 
you know, it's all time. So they, I dish theirs up, they can have theirs, and then I'm food styling the one I'm taking a picture of um, and have it all. I've already got it all set up. So you put it in a box. You've got, um, if it's dark and moody, I've got black boards up to box it all in. So you've got no sort of external light coming in. Um, and then, yeah, it's already set up. I've set it up with a bowl of oranges or something. So I know what the image is going to look like on the camera. It's all, it's getting ready. And then okay. you just swap the bowl of oranges for the, for the dish away. Shutter. The details and the preparation. It is. It is. Do you want to give your social media plug, Jason, and also your new website? Yeah, sure. Um, so my Instagram feed is Boswell8101. And the website that isn't up just yet, but um, it shouldn't be too long, is it's Stepstone Imaging. Brilliant. Stepstoneimaging.com. Yes. Brilliant. And that's Boswell8101 on Instagram. Um, and also don't get to follow our podcast on Instagram as well, at Chef's Pod. Nice one, Jason. It's great talking to you. And uh, I think definitely, well, you're going to be doing some food photography for me at some point anyway, so that's fine. For us. For the three of us. The three of us. Nice one. Thanks a lot, Jason. All right, guys. Speak to you again. It's brilliant to speak to you. Cheers, mate. Okay. Cheers. Nice one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was great having Jason with us. Yes, thank you very much, Jason. And uh, I hope you all guys will tune into our next uh, three sessions of the pod next week. Uh, See you guys later on. Thank you. Mm